0: No. no one does. Welcome to Cross Platform Podcast, where we discuss how to solve productivity problems across platforms. I'm Augusto Pinot,
1: and I'm Mark Elwicks.
0: And today we are talking about resetting your flow. What happens when you lose the flow, or when your flow get interrupted, or where you got stuck, and now it's like, okay, you hit this funk, and how are you going to? reset dot flow.
1: Yeah, I've been this is a challenge I've been dealing with over the past couple of weeks because I've had a lot of simultaneous projects going on. And not so much projects that necessarily had to overlap, but just are by their very nature and time. So I wind up with this I'll get into a flow routine, maybe I'm doing some graphic design work or something like that. And then something pops up i get an interrupt and i lose that creative state of flow and i was curious because i've been trying to come up with ways to help myself get back into that or and this is what i'm finding is more frequent uh, losing the flow without being interrupted you, you work you work you work and i would i would compare it to like if you're out for a run or if you're out for a jog not that i know what that's like um, because that's exercise, but I've heard that if you're out jogging, there's a point you'll get to where you just, you get tired, you stop. You, it's like, huh, you get winded, and then you, you catch your breath, and then you take off again. Well, that's what it feels like, where you build up that routine, you go through that work, and there's a point where you have to come off of that for a little while. Now, if you're doing Pomodoro or anything like that, you're doing your 25-minute sprints and then you do, you know, get a five-minute break, that's great. But that's still interrupting flow. And that's one of the feedbacks I've seen from a lot of people is that that interruption, that break, makes it difficult to spin down and spin back up again. And it's a time allotment that you have to provide. So I thought I'd throw it out to you, Augusto, and we could kick it around a little bit. What do you do when it happens to you? When you're in the flow of something and you lose it. How do you when do you recognize it? How do you react to it? And how do you get back into that flow state?
0: So let me let me try to divide this in pieces. So the first one or the first thing that can cut my flow is a browser. Okay. And I've been saying for years, you should have two browsers, one to work, one to play why because do command t or control t to open another tab is way too simple
1: mm-hmm. okay?
0: and what happened is i start working you know my brain like oh task difficult and con- command t and we are gone to the races lose the flow mm-hmm. what i have been able to do now over the years is train my brain if i open and this doesn't look like work the brain immediately knows that we need to change and it's simple Sometimes the decision is yes, this is more important. Copy the, copy the URL, go to the play browser and continue. Sometimes it is different. But that ability to make to break the unconscious and the conscious for me is enough. The second thing that breaks my flow is the interruptions. Okay. I'm here sitting and somebody text, somebody email, somebody mm-hmm. calls, somebody walk into my office. Okay. And most of the times I write down, I have my iPad next to me and it's opened all day in it, and I write down what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And that many times helped me grab exactly where I was to grab the flow if the interruption is short.
1: Okay, I'm gonna stop you there because I think that's a really important point to share. And I wanna just make sure everybody got that you're not writing down what the interruption is, you're writing down what you were doing when you inter- were interrupted, correct? correct? Okay, correct. so that means that you can address the interruption and then look back and say, okay, that's what I need to go back and be doing again. Why do you do that? Why is that critical? What makes that
0: critical to me is if I write down I may write what come out of the introduction, the interruption under that. But the problem is, if I don't write that, then I need to, as soon as the interruption ends. And the problem with the interruption is the motions. Okay? If the interruption brings me a mm-hmm. zero emotional state, most likely I can't remember exactly what I was in a second and go. Mm-hmm. But if there was any fluctuation on the motions, mm-hmm. I'm in trouble. So what that allows me to do is look quickly and said, okay, I was actually, this happened today. Okay, and it says in here, continue compiling the software for the report. Sorry, I need to mm. uh, redact myself as I'm reading. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but um, why? Because I was working into something, somebody interrupt me, okay? And that's what I wrote. And then I went into the call, okay? And there's notes under that, what the call, what the interruption was about. Okay, So now I can go at the end, of, in the worst case, at the end of the day, and process all those notes. And let's say I never come back. Okay, that happened. Okay, you interrupt me if something, the world is on fire, I don't come back. Now I can leave a note in that next action where I mm-hmm. was. And what that allows me to do is shorten the space, you know, between coming back to the flow. The third thing I do is I am I have been documented the number of screens I have in front of me. Right. Okay. And, and it's not a secret. I do not work in one machine. I am fully embraced the multi-iPad lifestyle or whatever that mm-hmm. thing is called. Okay. Why? Because each iPad and each machine has a purpose. Okay. And if I am working in this machine, that I'm having in front of me right now, and I need to work into something else. Okay? I need to stop this task and go into mm-hmm. something else. I change machine. Why? Because now I can come back to this machine and nothing changed. I can right. trap much faster where I was. There, I always attribute this to Isaac Asimov, and it could be that I'm completely wrong and I read another name and decide I was Asimov. But the rumor says that Asimov has in his office a bunch of typewriters, okay? And as he was writing, he did not even stop. The paper was gone, and he just moved to the next typewriter. That's a heck of a way to work. Moved to the next typewriter, and there was somebody, okay, his wife or his assistant, coming and changed the paper so he never stopped the process.
1: Now, it, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was just looking at my existing setup here and currently I'm operating on a configuration of two monitors. I had three set up for a while, but the, the third one just wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. But if I look at the layout, I have it configured using the tip that we had shared in a previous episode with Windows where you use the, max, the um, restore button and you select the segment of the windows, and I actually have four separate windows tiled next to each other that I'm working on. Two separate windows right now in Notion, two different pages within Notion side by side so I can work on them concurrently. I've got email, I've got messaging and things like that. So it actually acts as multiple windows across the span. But if I was writing something, it wouldn't be hard to do that Asimov trick if that's the case. I could set up four windows and just as my brain bounced from thing to thing, just switch to the corresponding thing. I don't know if that's an efficient way of working, but it would certainly mitigate that issue of opening and closing and finding this thing and finding that thing and finding that piece. There's a lot that you could you could conceivably do with that. So yeah.
0: One, but, one of the things I advise my clients, mm-hmm. if when they have the, the multiple screens, always leave a notepad in a piece of your screen, you know, you mm-hmm. split your screen 75, 25, leave a notepad. If you don't have paper, you don't want paper, you don't want the other device, always leave it there. And then you can drop text the note right there really, really quickly.
1: That's a great idea. And matter of fact, if you want to t- use that trick on Windows, there is a layout. Uh, i just messed up there's one of the layout options with oh, the window windows resi- 11 now it's even easier. yeah with 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 windows 11 one of the layout options is a one half of the screen and then two quadrants and if you wanted to do a notepad structure it's really easy to set that up then you could have the notepad in one quadrant something else like your email in another it, it just it's easy to set these up now it would lend itself to having a bigger monitor but that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got more of those quadrants. And this isn't a tip, but this is a bonus if you're listening. Uh, there is a there is a power toy. Microsoft has these things called power toys, mm-hmm. which expand the extend the functionality. There's a power toy that allows you complete custom control over those various quadrants and sections that you can snap windows to, and you can do you. I'll talk about it in a later episode, but. There's a lot of functionality there. If you really adhere to that method, there's a lot you can do with it to streamline how things come up and work. So something to said. Now, let's go back to this flow state, though, because at what point do you recognize that you have fallen out of the flow you were in? What does it feel like? What's that reaction? What's And you mentioned, you know, what's the emotional piece tied to it? for that recognition?
0: Well, I wish to tell you that I recognize it immediately.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: that would be ideal. The reality is, no, I sometimes, you know, get distracted, move to machines, machine, but I have always that page, I come back, mm-hmm. okay, and I come back to that. And the power of that note is that I, I begin the day, put in the day on the top, and there is all the historical things that have been happening and i just cross them out uh, as soon as i capture them you know but let's say Mm -hmm. you know let's say right now okay perfect i'm working i'm in this conference call with you instead of a podcast and you told me hey we need this information okay and i write it down and suddenly i get something else that needs my attention and say all right i will be back put you in hold what i will write there as i said is what you and I were discussing. Art and I were discussing this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. Now, I move, take care of the other thing and come back to you, okay? When I come back, or even let's say I don't come back to you, okay? And you text me later and say, hey, you forgot about me, okay? When you tell me I forgot about you, outside of feeling shame, because we all will feel that, that's normal. Mm -hmm. I just need to go to one page and figure out, okay, what is what I was talking to Art? Oh, this is what it was. And I process that sheet to the best of my abilities every day, okay? Because that every day goes into notes that I need to keep, information that I need to delete, or just go to a note in the next action. So that way I can recover things. I tell people, you don't do this for the intelligent part of you, okay? The intelligent part of you do not need any of these tricks. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's the tired, the stress out, the yes. frustrated part of you that need this. Okay, when you don't feel you are on the top of your game, when you feel you are maybe a little bit dumber than normal, that is when all these things come. The problem is I can predict it's at 6 p.m. I'm going, who is going to show up? The brilliant me mm-hmm. or the dumb me? Sorry, I can't. And Day that's- 4, everything is set up
1: for the dummy, me. We've talked about this in the past. And one of the things I've mentioned is, for example, note taking for yourself is writing notes to yourself as if you were someone else. Yes. Because the context won't be there. Well, this is the same type of thing. What we're talking about is preparing for the fact that you will, will at some point lose the flow state you're in and you need to act like your own assistant like your own personal trainer, your own water boy, whatever, to help you be prepared to try and get back into that. And if it means, for example, like you're talking about here, capturing that note so that you can circle back to it later, then you do that. But you do it not so much from the fact of it being another piece of work, but for the complete purpose of making your life easier and making it more responsive to your needs absolutely is a core part of this, I think. So let's talk about the whole resumption piece. Mm -hmm. You've been working, you were working hard, few hours, you've been very productive, and you just, it fell by the wayside. You fell, it it just didn't come for a little while. So you got up, you take a break, you wander off, you get coffee, drink, whatever. You come back, how do you get back into it? How do you pick that back up?
0: So there are two things. I will go again to this annoying piece of sheet, uh, sheet of paper. Okay, and sometimes I read and say, oh, I'm not working into any of that. So I go back to the list, to my system, okay? And sometimes what we need is a task that brings us back to that high level of excitement on what we're working. Not the task that you're doing. And the mistake we tend to make is, no, I need to finish this report. And you're like, yes, but, and the brain is telling you, yes, you may want to finish this report, but I am not giving you anything else mental power-wise for this report. And what we mistakenly do is we try to brute force it. That never works. What I do is, okay, fine. Let me pick a, t- a task, okay, that I can get some momentum and let me find something on my system that I can win. And don't need to be big things. could be a small things, okay? And... When you start getting back into that, then look back into that report and you will be 10 times more likely to do it. You know, One thing that I used to do early in my career was I'm going to drink coffee and work all night until I finish this thing. At some point, I understood what I did was I watch TV or read or something to decompress until 11, 12 at midnight and then work 12 midnight to 4 in the morning but I was exhausted the next day. Now I go to bed and put the alarm at 1 AM, but I sleep first and then get, I I wake up normally at four in the morning. So if I need to wake up early, it's two, three in the morning. Otherwise, you know, it's my regular wake up time.
1: Okay, so let's back that up because that's a really interesting take on it. So what you're talking about doing, correct me if I'm wrong. So you build all the way up through in the evening, you hit like 9, 9.30. You go to bed. When you get up and you say you're setting the alarm for like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, do you get up, do some work, and then go back to bed? Or do you just get up and stay up?
0: I'm happy to do that. I have done that multiple times.
1: That's interesting. If, I, if I you know...
0: estimate right now, let's say let's say it's 9 p.m., as you said. Okay? And I need to finish this report. And I say, okay, how long this report going to take and then you come with this optimistic idea. It's a couple of hours, okay. I get that and multiply for fifty percent. That's a three-hour work, okay. When it's I have it early in the morning, okay. And then I just go three hours from my wake-up time. Three hours before. So my case is four in the morning. So that's one in the morning. I go to bed, shower, go to bed, get in my pages and sleep until one a.m. At one a.m., I wake up and I leave everything ready. So remember. At one in the morning, it's not Brilliant Augusto who's going to show up. It's Tom Augusto. So he needs all <laughs> the instructions he can get. Okay. But at one in the morning I come, do, and what happened is that resting mm-hmm. normally is enough for me to now fly through this. And I fly through this and go back to bed until four in the morning.
1: That's interesting. That is definitely a different way of doing it. I I don't know that I could necessarily manage it because my my sleeping is just—it is what it is. It has to be a certain thing, or else I'm completely discombobulated. Yes. But that said,
0: I'm really lucky because I I'm can sleep pieces and be fine.
1: I'm a big napper. I I can do a 30-minute nap, no problem. 20, 30 minutes, rip through, and then I'm I'm good to go after that for quite a while. And I've but that, cultivated that's another that.
0: System. I can nap. If I nap 20 minutes, I will wake up in an awful mood.
1: No, and well, it's interesting, if I let it go longer, used to be I could, I would stay asleep 45 minutes or so, and then wind up completely again discombobulated. Now 15, 20 minutes, and I just, my eyes just go ahead and open. Um, That little quick little cycle just kind of happens on its own. Now I plan ahead in advance, like I'll tell the Echo to set a 30 minute alarm, but frequently I wake up before that alarm is gonna go off. So, and it takes two or three minutes to, to kind of shake that sleep Mm -hmm. cycle off. But then I'm up and raring, I'm ready to go. I I have a clean mind. And, and I think that may be part of it too, is one of the things that I consistently need to get back into a flow state is I need to figure out what has started to clutter. Um, And I'm a big one for the analogy. So if you think about it, like clearing your browser cache. You start with a clear cache, your browser page is open quick, everything works great. But over time, things start to slow down and bog down because you have open tabs left and you've got cookies floating around and things like that. But if you clean it all out, then you're good to go again. And that's what I think, at least for me, is one of the most compelling things is to be able to take that few minutes to basically clear my cache and then go back. And if I couple that with what you were talking about, which is the, here's the thing you now need to be doing when you come back, that is a big deal. Because the one challenge I have seen consistently, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, is when you take that step of stepping away to clear your cash, it's coming back and seeing this entire litany of work options then to go through that you have to do and you then start to get into this, well, maybe I should do this one instead, or deal with this new email that just came through, or deal with this text that just came through, and now you get derailed right away. If the assumption is that this this, cla- this cash clearing is going to be just an interval in this longer work cycle, and that on the back end of that interval is the continuation of that work cycle, and you've committed to that, it, sh- I would think, it should be easier to maintain the flow state. It has been for me, in many cases, not in all by any stretch. I'd say about sixty to seventy percent of the time it seems to work, uh, but that's better than nothing at all.
0: Well, and you made a good point in there. And that's what I was saying early, with emotions. Okay, emotions play a big role. Okay, are you okay? Are you tired? Are you mad? Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Okay, and we tend to think, well, it doesn't matter. No, 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 it's the other way around. Okay. Depending where your emotions are, you need to plan differently. Okay. I need to, if I am relaxed and happy, the planning mm-hmm. is completely different than if I'm mad, okay, or upset, or frustrated, or exhausted. I need to plan in a completely different way and everybody needs to so yeah that is important to be aware of where you are and how you are so that can happen
1: no I, I agree completely and this is unfortunately this is one of those things that there is no right fit answer um, everyone has to kind of tinker with this but I think between the two of us we agree that it, being able to recognize that you were one in a flow state, two that you have lost that flow state, mm-hmm. and three that it may take you a little bit of time to regain it. And accepting oh, right. that fact goes a long way. Because if you try to pressure it to happen, it won't happen at all. You're just you're just mm-hmm. creating more and more resistance to it. Well, cool. I hope this. I hope this is good. I definitely think this is a topic we should revisit in the future because one of the things that we didn't talk about, but I'd like to, is what tools do you use to help you or techniques or whatever specifically, to help you regain your flow after you've lost it. So keep think start thinking about that, Augusto, we'll hit that next time we talk. I I will,
0: I will, and and I will, and I will, you know, show in the screen for the people who see our show, Mm -hmm. just what is the backup plan of all this?
1: Oh yeah, index cards, man. Index cards are, cards are a natural good. I have a bunch of them sitting right here myself, and I yep. just that was my
0: initial version before I went to the paper.
1: This, um, I explained this to somebody at one point. Index cards are the paper version of the fleeting thought, yep. because exactly. you, do, you don't have to keep them. You get it, you capture it, you move on, and once you're done with it, you get rid of it, and you just rip through them. So whether it's that or scrap paper, or whether don't have to have sticky on the back. Sticky on the back means that you're going to hang it somewhere. Yeah.
0: This is just
1: do it and get rid of it.
0: And get rid of it. So, so. follow us and listen us uh, and listen to podcasts, like us, subscribe us, and leave us a review. You can also interact with us in personalproductivity.club. We are Gusto in and Arvel See you next time from your favorite